0: wonderful. Here's Edelman broken up and the pass is no sign yet. Edelman comes down with a football. They're saying it's a cat. Way down the field the Wildcats. Sammy Wildcats for
1: the, touchdown. the NFL honors ceremony has concluded with plenty of surprises and well deserves as well. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright. With CJ Medeiros, CJ, how are you doing today? You know what? I'm
0: fine. I can't complain. Let's do this.
1: All right. Well, guys, we're almost there. The end of the 2022-23 NFL season is upon us. Just two days away, and you guys will be hearing this. Well, you'll be hearing it tonight. We're pre-recording our our Super Bowl special, which is coming up soon. You guys will be hearing that one on Saturday night where you can get the full preview of the Super Bowl and get our third annual Super Bowl special, if you can believe it. The game will be going on at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time on Fox in Glendale, Arizona, University of Phoenix Stadium. There's been some legendary games played um, for uh, in that stadium, and hopefully it lives up to it, especially since our Patriots are not in it, CJ. Um yeah, but so we have a fun episode planned for you guys tonight where it's going to be a little different than the norm. So in, so in, honor, in honor of the NFL honors, we are going to compare our preseason predictions for uh, all of these honors awards to what actually happened last night. So I figured this would be a fun one, and you could all we could also flex whenever we got a prediction right, which I believe you and I got a few. I know I got a couple.
0: No, you got two. I think I only got one, but hey, it's better than uh, someone else who's not here.
1: And you also can't predict injuries, so yeah, like there's there's that, you know. Um. All right, so we're gonna start things off and go on to. The first award we're going to cover, which is the Rookies of the Year, in this segment at least. That's what we're going to do. So we're going to start with Defensive, defensive Rookie of the Year, which was Sauce Gardner. So, well-deserved. I mean, this guy had a great year, and I would like to point out, I got this one right. <laughs> but, CJ, what was yours? What did you get?
0: Uh, for me, I think my original pick was like Kyle Hamilton.
1: Yeah. You had Kyle Hamilton and I guess he had a decent year.
0: He's all right. I I really loved him coming out of Notre Dame. I I really did. Uh, I mean, he was all right. You know, I think, uh, he'll take a bit, I guess for him to, you know, really reach his full potential, but I mean, he, he, he didn't have a bad year. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, He's a physical freak, you know, 6'4, 220, basically like a big linebacker. Uh, right. He didn't really get like any picks, but he did fly around the field with 62 total sackles and two sacks and five pass breakups and a fumble recovery as well. So, you know, he can, uh, you know, I, I think he's got a bright future, I would argue. Right.
1: Um, and Sauce Gardner has, that guy has, I mean, the the sky is the limit for that guy. Unbelievable! You, we talk about one of those corners who is a shutdown, true shutdown corner. He is one of them, and there aren't many left at, uh, in today's day and age. Although we are getting a, we are getting a few nowadays. Uh, Tariq Woolen is another one who is a rookie who could have gotten it himself. So bright future for the corners in the NFL. Um. Should we mention Tucks? Yeah, yeah, let's. All right, Justin Tucker, our buddy, who wasn't able to make it tonight. He picked Jordan Davis. Now he's an Eagle. And I, I think it's it's just hard to win defense. If it's hard to win defensive rookie of the year when you're when you're an interior lineman, because yeah. it's hard to it's hard to make that kind of an impact unless you're.
0: Unless you're Aaron
1: Donald, and he's racking up sacks. I mean, that's the reason why people notice him so much. Um, All right. So going on to our next one, we have Offensive Rookie of the Year, which was Garrett Wilson. Two for two, baby. (laughs) Two for two. I got that one, too. And if you guys don't believe us, we have our episode available from our preseason predictions. Episode 104, I believe it was – integrity rules that was the episode name if you guys want to scroll down on I remember
0: Spotify, that one
1: YouTube somewhere yeah we had sean Howe on it. it was a good yeah time.
0: yeah i like that one
1: it was a long episode because it there, was. It was, there were a million things that happened
0: yeah it um, was that about like the dolphin zone or two
1: Dolphins owner. Okay, um, yeah,
0: cuz I remember that. Yep. Middle. Dolphins
1: owner got suspended. They had to they surrendered a first and third round pick. And there was oh, also Deshaun Watson who was suspended 6 games. Hey. So you can see why we call this integrity rules. Yeah. And I'm also pretty sure that that was the same episode we covered Calvin Ridley <laughs> being yeah. suspended a year. So, wow. Hey,
0: you know, you got to you got to have integrity.
1: You talk about a random day in August. All of that happened in that one day. And th- which is usually known as a, a kind kind of a dead spot in uh, in the NFL and we just had all of those things to cover. It was unbelievable yeah, no. but that also happened to be the scheduled episode for our NFL honors predictions and what better day to recap that um, than the day after it where we can see how wrong we were on some of these picks.
0: Don't, you don't need to remind
1: me man um, <laughs> and also on um, so CJ you picked Jamison Williams
0: correct? Yeah, I really thought he was going to come back sooner than he did. I, that's why I picked him. But, oh, my God. he! I think he's going to be a beast next year, and I'll stand by the fact that I think he's going to be really good. I mean, he only had one catch because he was hurt, like, almost the entire year. He had, like, one catch for 41 yards and a touchdown. But I'm saying, like, once he gets more targets, that guy is going to be darn near impossible to stop, especially lining up opposite of Amon Ross St. Brown. Absolutely. And honestly, like, and I I was listening to
1: the episode this morning to get our, to get, to get our, our answers. Like, I still believe that this, that this guy, Jamison Williams is the best wide receiver coming out of that draft. Just he's hurt. So there's not really much you can do about it. Um, And I, that was kind of why I didn't have him. And I had Garrett Wilson and I got it right.
0: So happy about that one.
1: What's that? Who did Tuck's, Tucker have? Tuck's pick was Drake London.
0: Oh, yeah, I think I knew that. I mean, and London he, himself actually had a pretty good year. He had 72 catches for 866 yards and four touchdowns.
1: Yeah, he had a good year. Just there's not much at a quarterback position, so there's not much he can do. But some, I just yeah. I just think Garrett Wilson had the better he has the better situation around him. Um
0: so has, also, what's up? I said somehow, yeah, because neither one of them really have anything at quarterback. They don't. I But between between
1: New York and, um, and Atlanta, I think the Jets had the lesser dumpster fire.
0: Yeah, you could argue that.
1: Absolutely. Mainly because of the other guy, the backup for Zach Wilson. I'm completely blanking on his name. Mike right White? Now. I should. Yeah, Mike That's White. Right, yeah. Mike White really helped Garrett Wilson on that. Because he's just a better passer. It doesn't it doesn't translate to st- his statistics or his uh, what's it called? Uh, it doesn't translate
0: to, to wins. Or, oh yeah.
1: Or statistics, but he just helps out his wide receivers a lot, and that's what helps Garrett Wilson and Zach. Will Zach? He did have some. He showed some flashes early on. Some.
0: And then he decided to completely fall apart oh yeah i'm being honest
1: all right so there are our rookie of the year predictions versus what actually happened next we are going to give you the defensive player and offensive player of the year that was an interesting one and our predictions weren't as on the money this time that's just a little sneak peek that's next this is the fumble ruski podcast This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright and CJ Medeiros with you tonight. All right, so Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year. It was pretty predictable who won it, but it wasn't so much going into that season. And I think you'll see that with our picks. So we're going to start off with uh, Defensive Player of the Year. It was Nick Bosa, but I picked TJ Watt and i thought he was going to win back to back he was robbed his uh, a couple of years ago and he and then he went into the year and the whole league expected him to you know be able to make an impact so i thought with defenses game planning for him and still winning defensive player of the year i thought he'd do it again but unfortunately you can't predict injuries Yeah, it's not your fault. so that's a, i i don't take responsibility
0: for this one i don't shocker
1: <laughs> and cj what was yours
0: uh i think i had miles garrett yeah Did you I? had yeah. miles garrett yeah hey once again you know miles garrett's another one that you really just can't bet against and he had a good year you know just not as good as uh Bosa's, obviously hold on i'm gonna pull up his stats right now so yeah
1: you pull up his stats and uh, oh, i'll keep talking huh. So but yeah, Tuck, he had
0: sixty I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say he had sixty tackles and sixteen sacks. It's still very, very good.
1: Yeah, I mean he he was I believe he was one of the runners up runner ups,
0: right? I uh, I don't have
1: it in front of me. I but don't he was know. he was
0: I thought I believe he was, there was one also of the candidates Chris Jones and Micah Parsons, but I think yeah, yeah
1: yeah there were there were them too. Um and Tuck had Aaron Donald.
0: Yeah, Donald had a down year this year. Holy crap. Big time. Did he get hurt or did he not? I can't speak on that. I don't believe he did, but I could be wrong. All oh, right. It's yeah. He had five sacks this year, which is a career low. Three sacks. But no, five, five, oh,
1: five. See that? That's that's so crazy to think about because he's an interior defensive lineman. If we were talking about anybody else, then we would be extremely impressed. Because it's yeah. an interior D lineman. They're not supposed to rack up sacks. They're supposed to be run stoppers. And yep. then, you know, tackles for loss sometimes. But that's where the defensive ends and the outside linebackers to get the sacks.
0: Yeah. And but- that's that's just something else. Cause I'm sorry, I didn't want to step on your toes yeah. there, but I mentioned five is actually a career low for him. Because when he came to the league in 2014, these were really the amount of sacks he had. He had nine, then 11, then eight, then 11, then 20 and a half, 12 and a half, 13 and a half, 12 and a half, and then five.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. That's just a down year by his standards is is still a, still a pro Bowl for anybody else who's an interior D-lineman. Um, all Um. right. Well, offensive player of the year.
0: Hold on, I'll he did only on play to, 12 games. What's up? I do want to point out he did only play oh, sorry, 11 games. I'm on a I'm on Pro Football Reference. It says he only started 11 games. So yeah, he did get hurt.
1: Right. So then he he could have gotten it, but it's yeah. hard to look past uh it's hard to look past uh Nick Bosa's year. Yeah. I mean, he had an incredible year and a big part of that 49ers defense and why they almost won the Super Bowl with a third-string quarterback. Well, almost won. I I mean they almost a- NFC the Super too. Yeah. Bowl nfc championship and i would have favored them over the chiefs i would say yeah if they were healthy um it's just and it's nothing against the chiefs but i mean we're getting off topic yeah um all right offensive player of the year was justin jefferson and let me tell you well deserved unbelievable year what i did predict when we were doing our top fives i had him as our number one wide receiver
0: they called me a madman. Who's they? I was even on the episode. I don't think. Yeah. Well, Tuck was chewing me out. So you can... look, and I told you I listened to the episode and I agreed with you. I thought he was.
1: Yeah, um, and I think, and Tuck had Cooper caught.
0: No, Tuck. And, I have it here. Tuck had Jamar Chase. He
1: had Jamar Chase as number one.
0: Yeah, for offense. No, leader. I meant
1: no. I meant I meant for the number one wide receivers going into. This. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Tuck did have Jamar Chase. Um, I had, I was way off. I had Jonathan Taylor.
0: Oh. So this again, is where this is where. Got hurt.
1: This is where we make fun of ourselves when we go. Damn, we predicted that guy, and it was. Oh, uh, I mean, this, so I look. We were we reflected on our preseason predictions last year, and for Coach of the Year, I had Joe Judge last year. Ooh. Yeah. And I, I posted it and I'm like, yeah, obviously I'm way off on this one because Joe Judge at this point doesn't even have a job anymore. He does now, but at the point at that time he had just been freshly been fired. Um all right. Tuck had Jamar Chase and you, CJ. Mm-hmm. You got Justin Jefferson.
0: Yeah, it's the only one I got right, but I'll take it because he's a monster, let me tell you. Pat
1: yourself on the back, my friend. You got that one right. Um, Not much else to go off of here. So what just happened? So I'm just going to move on, and we're going to go on to – so our next segment here is going to be Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and MVP, and that's going to be our final segment. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with C.J. Medeiros, recapping this NFL honors and looking back on our preseason predictions for this ceremony. So the coach of the year was Brian Dabal. Uh, Dabal. Dabal. Do I even have it spelled right?
0: I'm no, you do. do it's pronounced show, Dabal.
1: Dabal. There we go. Um, all right. So I had... Kevin O'Connell who had a good year, but amongst all the other coaching season, there were a lot of candidates for this award. He just doesn't probably doesn't make the top three because there's Brian Dable. There's Pete Carroll and there's, uh, there's Kyle Shanahan and Nick Sirianni. I'd argue then Nick Sirianni as well. So, but Brian Dable, I would say, I mean, that's well-deserved a team that he had and still managed to not only make it to the playoffs, but, but win a game over my Kevin O'Connell led Vikings. That's pretty impressive. But CJ, you had, uh, I know I want to talk about it. I am looking at it right now. Uh, I want to say it or do I,
0: I had Brandon Staley in my defense. I didn't realize how badly he sucked. And frankly, he should have been fired after what happened in the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say about that. Just, oh. I still,
1: I, oh, that's, that's a tough one. Oh. See, that's, that's almost as bad as my Joe Judge prediction from last year. I thought Joe Judge was going to win uh, coach of the year last year for the Giants, and he, he was out of a, he was out of a job right after. Um. All right. Here's one that I disagree with. Comeback player of the year was Geno Smith. Now, don't get me wrong. Geno Smith had a great year, For at least by his standards. The word great is used way too much in sports. But he had a very yeah. good year by his standards. A career backup. Managed to replace Russell Wilson once he was traded. No Russ, no problem. He replaced his production pretty well. 30 touchdowns, touchdown passes to just about, what, 11, 10, 11. I don't have his stats in front of me, um, but he had a great year by his standards. Um, and if there was a most improved award, he would be the slam dunk favorite to get it. Because yeah, it was a, 11
0: interceptions, by the way, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, and 4,282 yards as well.
1: That's a, I mean, that's a Russell Wilson type year. And it's also a part yep. of why I believe that Pete Carroll could have been nominated for coach of the year because he replaced Russell Wilson with a career backup and got the exact same. Uh, he got the exact same production. Russell would have been, would have in this offense. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now they had a lot of good players who worked out around him. Um, Kenneth Walker, the third was really good. Um, who else? They, their offensive line played probably the best it did in years. But Geno Smith, listen. I don't disagree. I don't disagree that Geno Smith had a very good year. I disagree that he he just doesn't match the comeback player of the year because what did he come back from? He came back from sucking. <laughs> that's what. That's what he came back from. I mean, like this is typically for players who have been out of the game for a while. They don't, you know, they they don't. Um, They usually have an injury. They were suspended or something like that. He had neither of those. He just plain old wasn't good enough to start. And he did have Russell Wilson behind him. But if he's as good as he was this year, then he would have beaten out the the lazy quarterback that we have this year, at least the lazy version of Russell Wilson. Would have beaten him out, but he didn't. He had a great year. Don't get me wrong. But you have a player like Saquon Barkley, who has not been his true self, since the beginning of his career back in 2017, 2018, and has managed to come back from all these injuries. You also have Christian McCaffrey, who hasn't managed to stay healthy in, uh, since 2019. Those guys yeah. would have been, better, would have been better, uh, better candidates for comeback player of the year than Geno Smith. Now, to get down to our predictions, I had Travis Etienne. Now, he had a good year. And I guess he made a good comeback because to have over a thousand yards, what seven, eight touchdowns, he had a good year. Very good year. Doesn't compare to Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey. I'll say that outright. That's not that's not debatable. But I think he's a better candidate than Geno Smith.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, I would argue that.
1: It just matches the it just matches the what the award would represent. Because he didn't Geno Smith didn't come back from anything. He just fill he stepped in for a quarter a pro bowl caliber quarterback and duplicated that that production that Russell Wilson had been doing in years past. So that's the only problem I have with that. Geno Smith had a great year. Just if there's a most improved they they need to come out with a most improved player award because that he would match that that would be a slam dunk for Geno Smith. I just don't believe he deserves comeback player of the year. That's all. Um, and then CJ, you had. I just don't want to mention your ta- your picks for you. Yeah, I had Derrick Henry in front of me, but
0: uh, yeah, yeah, I had Derrick Henry, and let me tell you something. Saquon Barkley had one thousand three hundred twelve rushing yards and four point four yards a carry and ten rushing touchdowns. Yep, and I'm just gonna mention. Derrick Henry had 1,538 yards, 4.4 yards a carry, and 13 touchdowns. I'm just saying. Same yards per carry, more yards, more touchdowns. And he was hurt last year, and I'm just going to leave it at that. And mark my words, if the Titans weren't a dumpster fire, he probably would have gotten it too. That is, yeah. And, yeah, I'm just saying he got shafted because the team around him is terrible. I'm just going to put all the cards on the table. That is, I mean, that's a good argument. That's
1: a good argument to state, because he did, you know, he didn't like. I mean, he was he wasn't healthy, but it might be just relative to what he did last year. Because while he did make a comeback, missing half of this after missing half of the season, the stats that he put up during that half that he played in were so good that people forget he didn't that he missed half the season. He I mean, still he, finished top ten in rushing yards that year.
0: Yeah, that's just because he's that good. But he still came back, and he uh, was still like a top three running back. He quite literally had a better season than Saquon. I agree with you. See, I agree. So with I'm you. just saying. I I'm not going to say I was shafted, but yes, I am. I was shafted. I so I agree with you.
1: Like he but it's. I think it's just people just look at what he did relative to last year. He had 600 more rushing yards than he did last year. That just doesn't sound as much of a comeback as it was when in reality the those uh those few games that he played in, he was just that dominant. Yeah, fair um fair. kind of the same thing as Jamar Chase this past year. He missed what six games and he still finished as uh among the 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 uh Bengals lead receivers, right? I don't think he was number one. That was T Higgins, but it was barely like Higgins barely beat him out, yeah. For the lead receiver for the cheat for uh, the Bengals, (laughs) Um, so it's kind of like that. And Jamar Chase, Derrick Henry, explosive, best among the best at their positions. Um, But Tuck also had Derrick Henry, so we kind of already covered it. Um, But for MVP, this didn't seem as much of a slam dunk as it is right now. CJ, you and I both had Patrick Mahomes a couple weeks ago throughout this season winning uh winning league MVP however yep. our preseason predictions were very different
0: oh ain't that the truth
1: I had, oh, this was a bad one I had Matthew Stafford
0: oh oh, oh I am sorry that again you, mine wasn't that much better either I had Tom Brady yeah so that was better but I just want to say as far as Brady goes, that in my defense, can you blame me for saying that after, like, the season he had, you know, like, last season? So this season obviously wasn't as good by his standards. But last season, I think he should have been MVP. You know, we had 5,316 yards and 43 touchdowns. I'm just saying. I am just saying.
1: No, I, I agree. He, he had... I did not see this season coming for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nah, All around, their offense just imploded. Now, Tom Brady statistically he had a down year, but relative to the rest of the league, he did have a decent season. Yeah. Like statistically, mm-hmm. twenty-five touchdowns and nine interceptions. He had a shot of at a thousand at five thousand yards. Had he played the second the um that whole. Week 18 game against the Texans, it made sense that they pulled him because they were in the postseason already. Yeah. But if they just wanted to play for pride or just a confidence booster, he was hitting a thousand, excuse me, 5,000. He was hitting 5K, which is impressive given given the down year he had. Yeah. Um, But Matthew Stafford, now look, I'm not going to try and defend my pick, not at all, but I will defend how uh, my logic at the time because. They were among the preseason power rankings. It was the Buccaneers and Rams, and then there was everybody else. Oh, and And the fact that. No, no,
0: there was Buffalo. Come on now. In the, uh, well, in the NFC, I mean. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about overall. Because I know Buffalo was number one. Everybody was, oh, crown them now. And (laughs) I knew they wouldn't. In the NFC.
1: And both of them, both of them struggled along with their quarterbacks. Absolutely, Matthew Stafford too, and my logic was that, you know, at at on the offensive line they lost Andrew Whitworth, they brought but they still have Joe Noteboom, who's one of the better uh, backup left tackles in all of football. So he re, he steps into an, an extent an expanded role. Then you also have um, an upgraded wide receiving core, not just Cooper Cup, but you also have. To replace Robert Woods, you got Alan Robinson, who has always put up good numbers with the some of the worst quarterbacks you could ever see an elite quarterback uh, an elite wide receiver play with. And then he then he upgrades to Matthew Stafford. I was thinking this team is going to be electric, and Matthew Stafford is going to have a much better year than he had last year. Did not wind up being the case. He had he he had. As bad a year as you could, s- oh man. That's that was just tough for Matthew Stafford, and yeah. part of it had to do with their their offensive line. It fell apart, and what I failed to mention actually is Joe Noteboom actually got hurt, and even before he got hurt, he wasn't very good. Um, yes, and I believe Napa a couple
0: too. Yikes!
1: And I, I believe a couple people on that offensive line um, also, uh, and on the interior also got hurt, and Cooper Cup got hurt. And Cam Akers is nowhere near what he should be. Um, but also, so we'll mention Tuck's pick as well. And he, he was the closest of all of us. He had Josh Allen, which doesn't say too much. Number one, because Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford were nowhere close. But, also, but number two, Josh Allen, as good a year he's had, there were plenty of other players who were, who were better than him who weren't named Patrick Mahomes.
0: Jalen Hurts.
1: Hurts was yeah, Jalen Hurts was the runner up. Yep. Uh Joe Burrow had a better year. That he I'm did. For, I'm forgetting the other guys that they had as as finalists, but I know Josh Allen was among them. He was among them, but he wasn't that close.
0: Yeah. I'm forgetting
1: the I, I believe Justin Jefferson was just listed there just to be there, but no one actually believed he was gonna make it.
0: Yeah, wide receivers never do, unfortunately.
1: Quarterback-driven league. What can you do about it?
0: Should um, it probably just be called the most valuable quarterback, but whatever. They don't listen to me.
1: All right. Well, that's all of our predictions for awards. We didn't predict Walter Payton Man of the Year because it's not because really a statistical thing. It's off-the-field achievements. Yep. But shout-out to Dak Prescott who who got the award. That's a it's a, it's a good thing. He'd, he was
0: very charitable giving other teams the ball, I tell you what. <laughs> Jesus. Although all jokes aside, congrats to Dak.
1: Yeah, that's a ve- that's a very good thing to you know. It's not anything on the field, but it's you know it's a it's a great award to get.
0: Exactly, um, it's like you could argue that like it's like huge. It's like what it's like I'm trying to think of. It. It's like you're, I mean, not like being a great player, but being like a great person, which is like a lot of people forget is also huge because uh, you see like football players acting horrifically off the field. Then you got someone like Dak who actually does good work. Exactly. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And also, we we get on Dak Prescott a lot for the down year that he had. But he is generally a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. He's not, he may, he's borderline, may not even be top 10. But he was still a people forget he threw 40 touchdown passes last year. Not this past year, but the year before that. And this year he wasn't bad either. For missing, what was it? Five, six games, he still had a 20. He had 25 touchdown passes to 11, inter, uh, 14 interceptions. That's high. And over 4,000 yards. That's still like, by his standards, that's a down year, but that's still a good year. That's not bad. Just everybody gets on the Cowboys just because they're the Cowboys.
0: Well, to be fair, the fans do bring it upon the team.
1: Exactly. That's that's kind of why I almost feel bad for the Cowboys in general.
0: And the players. Then again, Jerry Jones doesn't do much to help either, if I'm being honest. Oh, he doesn't at all.
1: A- absolutely not. Um, and he's always been kind of a villain in the NFL's eyes because he I mean, he didn't do much to help their dynasty back in the nineties. Who is their who is their quarter? Who is their head coach they had who was they it? fired? Was it Tom Landry?
0: Or Jimmy Johnson, one of the two.
1: One of the two, or both. I mean, how do you fire one of those guys? Either of them. That, ju- that just makes no sense to me. But that was, that's, a, that's a bygone era by far. I mean, 25 yeah. years ago, quarter of a century. <laughs> All right, we're getting off topic, but do you have any other thoughts before we end the show tonight?
0: Uh, no, I have decided I do not.
1: All right, guys, tune in tomorrow. To our Super Bowl special. We have favorite game foods. We have game picks. We have a full preview of the Super Bowl. We've got favorite Super Bowl memories, prop bets, all of that fun stuff in our third annual Super Bowl special in a collaboration with Down to the Wire. Make sure you guys go check that out. That'll be coming out soon. We saw you guys' fan box responses with all of your Super Bowl memories. They're all great ones, and we can't wait to preview them and, um, Give you guys a nice good old shout-out. But anyways, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at fumbleruski_podcast underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.